Welcome to The Social Workers radio talk show on WCDB Albany 90.9 FM with co-hosts Dr. Eric Hardiman and Alyssa Lopmore. Here at The Social Workers, we address issues important to our communities with social work students, alumni, and community partners as our guests. As part of the University at Albany School of Social Welfare, we hope to take social work beyond the classroom and agency settings and directly to the public because the public is the client. Catch us on air, online, and anytime. You are listening to WCDB Albany. My name is Eric. I'm here with Alyssa Lotmore. Welcome back to The Social Workers, Alyssa. Hey, Eric. It's always great to be back. And it's the end of the semester, which means we usually have students on, which is the case today. It is the case today. And, you know, it's interesting. We often have graduate students, but today we have an undergraduate student. We have with us J.T. Stone. J.T. grew up in Ithaca, New York, and is a second semester freshman here at the University of Albany. He is majoring in journalism and minoring in communications and leadership. So I don't know, Alyssa, we'll talk to J.T. in a minute, but I'm really excited about this episode. You know, um, when young folks get involved with broadcast and journalism and podcasting and using their own voice to to make a difference over the air, I think it's uh, I think it's tremendously exciting. It is exciting, and what's even more like fabulous about this the student is that he listens to the Social Workers Radio Talk Show. Uh, <laughs> I met JT at one of the UAlbany Accepted Student Open Houses, and I went to introduce myself, and he already knew who I was. Uh, so I'm really glad that a that people actually listen to our show and this is proof and B that there is a student who is only a freshman who's already been creating podcasts and is interested in journalism and interested in using a voice to get messages out and to be able to talk about things like mental health and yeah. advocate. So this is definitely an exciting episode. Yeah, and it's nice, like we, um, and it's nice that we have listeners for sure. And it's great when those listeners connect with our show and then uh, we get to interview them. But it's also great to interview folks uh, sort of outside of the typical social work realm, if you will. So our show is obviously called The Social Workers. And part of our mission here on The Social Workers is to talk about social work and related issues. But we often tend to do that with folks that are social workers are learning to be social workers or graduate students in social work and social welfare and so today you know jt stone is going to join us and he's uh he's not a social worker and not training to be a social worker but is in journalism instead and so i really like that i think you know we're sort of branching out with our interviews uh here a bit and it's nice to get a different perspective on some of the same issues that social workers deal with and it's also great to show, because again, I met JT at the Accepted Student Open House at UAlbany, and I talked to a lot of students that day, and so many stopped by the table saying that they had an interest in advocacy and raising awareness about social justice issues and about so many different topics that are tied to social work, but they didn't want to be social workers. They were in another major, but yeah. it just goes to show how social work is involved in so many different areas, even if it's not specifically getting your BSW degree in the undergrad. 
Well, I think part of that, you know, and, and we'll get to the episode here in a second, but part of that maybe relates to the pandemic and the last few years and the fact that, you know, certainly awareness around mental health is increasing, awareness around the need for social justice and equity. And, uh, you know, I think things are changing in our society, as we've talked about a lot on this show. And so folks that maybe didn't see themselves as adjacent to social work or interested in social work, maybe didn't even know about social work, are starting to realize that social justice is something that matters to them. And, uh, you know, issues like mental health and child welfare and uh, just well-being in general uh, start to appeal to a larger audience. And so that's one of the great things, you know, I worry sometimes that with our show being called The Social Workers, that folks will think it's just about social work, but it's really about much more than that. And I think our interview with JT will, will highlight that. So okay. once again, we have JT Stone with us. He, uh, as I said, grew up in Ithaca, but is now here in Albany as a journalism major. So JT, welcome to The Social Workers. Hi guys, thank you again so much for having me. I'm very excited to get my voice on the, the air now. We're, well, we're, we're excited, excited to, to have, have you. you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> In unison, too. I know. So, JT, just briefly tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to UAlbany as a journalism student. Definitely. You know, th I think there's so many aspects of my journey. I know that I've always identified as a journalist. It's just kind of my way of being in this world. I'm always asking questions, trying to learn new things, meet new people, um, become a better and more well-rounded human being. And, you know, it's funny, whenever people ask me, you know, what got you interested in journalism? My short answer is always Katy Perry. And <laughs> let me explain. Um, <laughs> when I I was in, uh, when I was a freshman at Ithaca High School, um, I was the gossip kid. Um, I, I was strongly into and still sort of do follow pop culture mostly, you know, in terms of celebrity news, um, movie news. And so I was the type of student that would be like, did you hear what happened with Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, so-and-so? So that was me. Um, and I grew a bit of a following of people that were genuinely interested in the news I had to share. And I also checked my email on an unhealthy basis, I would argue. And so those two factors kind of came together and I decided to launch my own email newsletter that I entitled fun fact of the day. So I was just like a freshman in high school, but I was already sort of a journalist. Hmm. Uh, I was sort of um, like I cited my sources, um, which were, you know, like kind of the celebrity news outlets. So it wasn't like original reporting by any means, but it was kind of getting my feet wet in journalism and actually writing about current events and sharing that with an audience. And that evolved um, to real journalism opportunities. I guess one of my friends at the time forwarded one of my fun fact emails to the managing editor of the Ithaca Voice, one of our online local news publications. Um, and after the editor read my piece, um, we made the connection and I actually started as a contributing writer for them, um, actually getting articles published, interviews conducted. Um, and that was kind of my first experience that empowered me as a professional journalist. And I was only, you know, a high schooler. And so that, that experience along with my radio experience um, really helped shape me into the person I think I am, not 
not only, you know, as, as someone who's passionate about hearing people's stories, but, you know, as I said, a journalist, and that's really what brought me here to UA. And so well, it's really fascinating story so far, JT, the, uh, you know, partially, and I said this to you before we started the interview, but, you know, I, it resonates with me just because I also started college, well, college radio, it's not, not exactly the same as your situation, but I started college radio when I was in high school, um, more through a music connection, but through that idea of being on the air and connecting with an audience and talking to people and sharing music. Um, and so I think there's something about high school as a time when some folks can really find their voice and really, re you know, sort of discover how to connect that voice to an audience. Um, and so your story, you, you know, uh, demonstrates that, I think, really nicely. So tell us about the how, how did you get involved with the radio station and what was the radio station you were involved with? And, and tell us about that. Yeah. So starting my junior year of high school, I launched my very own radio show on WRFI Community Radio, which is Ithaca's community radio station. Um, it's funny because I had wanted to be on the radio ever since middle school. Um, I very vividly remember my dad driving me to school and then subsequently him driving me to my then summer job as a camp counselor. And we had on our local pop hit radio station, Z95.5. Um, and I very vividly remember listening to one of my favorite DJs, Tori V, um, you know, just jamming out to tunes, my favorite tunes and having a great time. And that was kind of my first instance where I was like, oh my gosh, this is this exists this is something that like i could maybe do um and actually the first thing i did is i applied to work at kind of that top radio station um, but because i was so young i don't think i was quite qualified um but then a couple of years later i was at uh, one of our festivals the ithaca festival um in downtown ithaca where a lot of you know community organizations have their own booth to get new volunteers new members and i saw that wrfi had a booth and I had not heard of them before, but I knew that they were a radio station. And so I decided to start talking to, to some of the people. Um, and they said, yeah, we'd love to have you as a volunteer. And so that connection was sort of my way into radio. Um, I ended up talking with some of the with the director and some of the other volunteers there. And they were looking for students, you know, like some of the other stations, you know, they actually had a youth centered program that I was able to join. Um, mm -hmm. Before I joined every Wednesday, they had the, their own program called the youth radio project, where they would invite high school DJs to come in and basically play any songs that they wanted as long as they were approved, um, you know, by man Management. Uh, the other thing too is the building that the station was located in um, was shared by one of our charter schools, New Roots Charter School. So there are already a ton of high schoolers kind of um, flowing in and out of the station. Yeah. And so there was already a pretty cool group of students that I got to work with. Um, but most of them did DJing, like kind of the traditional music playing, DJ hosting. Um, but I wanted to do more of a talk radio where I actually got to interview people tell stories um, and thankfully my show that I named Youth Voices was able to air as part of the youth radio project so when my show wasn't airing the traditional youth DJs were on. Mm. 
Oh, I love the whole background of that. Um, I think a lot of people, when they're interested in something as a kid, it kind of sticks. I had a podcast or a little radio show that I did, and this was back in the late eighties, but I had my cassette tape and I still have the cassette tapes where I would record my own show and everything like that. So I think sometimes as a kid, when you're interested in things like radio, it does stick. So I love your story. So how did you end up listening to the social workers? I'm kind of curious. How did you find our show? You know, I found your show partially because I'm like, is anyone else a podcaster? I mean, there must be, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've always been um, whenever I'm in a new environment, especially, um, you know, geographically, I feel that it's part of my obligation as a citizen to feel connected to my community, which includes a big part of that for me is reading local news and learning kind of who are the prominent people that I should follow, like on Twitter, just in general. Um, and so I started listening. Um, so I started just doing kind of a, a basic Google search um, of UAlbany radio shows and podcasting. Is anyone else doing something similar to what I would like to start here at UAlbany with my own new talk show? And so that's kind of how I stumbled across um, the Social Workers podcast. And I I just, I love what you guys are doing because it's, it's kind of my vision too is giving a voice and a platform to people that aren't heard as much, um, right. kind of breaking down stigmas or, or misconceptions and stigmas even about kind of a focused topic. I know for me, as, as you guys mentioned earlier, um, I focused um, for some of my episodes on the issues of mental illness um, and breaking mm -hmm. down stigmas, misconceptions. And I love that you guys are doing that um, for the field of social work. I know that it's major specific and it relates obviously to a study here you Albany, um, but I just love that that aspect of you guys giving voice to young people um, and really using the medium of podcasting and audio to illuminate that. Because what I found is that you know I, I've been in digital journalism where you know I'm transcribing interviews, typing it out, and I, I got to say there's something special about audio about just listening to the authentic telling of a story from a person's heart that you don't get in a lot of other places. And so right. it's cool to see other people kind of understand and embrace that, that kind of authentic art. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people have talked about, you know, and, and maybe this is just colloquially, but a lot of people have talked about the, you know, in a doomsaying way have been talked about the death of radio, you know, that now we've got the internet and we've got all, we've got Twitter and Instagram and all these other kind of instant uh, ways to consume media. And, and so some folks have, have talked about, you know, is radio still relevant in this day and age? You know, it's a technology that's quite old now. Um, but I agree with you. I think there's something about the audio and something about hearing stories and hearing voices and connecting in a way that is not necessarily visual first. And so certainly there are podcasts that have visual elements where you can watch an interview happening live if you're watching on YouTube or Instagram. But um, I, I'm, I'm with you that I think there's something there in the audio piece. And I think that's really important. Can you talk about your, um, to, to you know, pull back or, or to uh, circle back to something you said a minute ago, what was your sort of interest in mental health and how did you kind of get that connection going with your, um, with your show? Yeah. So I need to be honest, before I produced my two mental health episodes, I knew nothing. I knew very, very, 
very little about anything relating to mental health or mental illness. Before those episodes, I didn't really know what mental illness was. Mm. And the reason I decided to embark on hosting and producing those episodes was honestly because it was an issue that I knew students in my community were passionate about. That was my major driving force for all my episodes, starting with the first episode that I uh, moderated and produced um, about abortion, where I brought someone who was pro-life and pro-choice together for a common ground discussion. Um, it, like my show has always been about what issues do students in the Ithaca community care about and are willing to speak openly about. And so that's always been what I kind of, you know, the lens of what the lens through which I view what topics to cover. And with mental health, you know, even though I have been fortunate enough to never have experienced mental illness or any severe mental health issues, a lot of my close friends have. Mm -hmm. And so I viewed it as my obligation as someone with this incredible platform and media in the community, I saw it as my obligation to uplift their stories and educate myself in the process to educate others in the community. And so before even doing any of those interviews, I did research. I did extensive research using sites like um, the National Alliance for Mental, uh, for Mental Illness, um, local uh, nonprofit organizations that address issues of mental health, like the Sophie Fund. So I did like days of, of research just looking for statistics that really captured the prevalence of mental illness in my community and nationally, um, what are actual symptoms of say bipolar disorder, depression. So I really knew that if I were to tackle this and actually be um, a competent interviewer, I had to educate myself. And so it, that was kind of my first process of, you know, what do I need to do before I can really, you know, be in a position where I can do this. And it was actually pretty easy getting students to be on those episodes you know typically when producing my show um you know not everyone wants to talk about gun rights or abortion right. um or you know so I, I really wanted to make the show too accessible to all students you know it started out as more of a political podcast because uh, my thinking originally was you know seeing how as a country we are very divided it started out as a way to bring students together to have common ground political conversations uh, to show that yes students can be the next leaders of the day but I realized in the process that you know not everyone feels that comfortable talking about politics and so I made the decision to branch it out to any topics youth in the community were passionate about and so I did an episode where I interviewed um you know, student athletes and self-proclaimed theater nerds about, you know, misconceptions and, you know, their experience with their respective extracurricular activities. So it really was a way to get students talking about anything they wanted to. Sure. And going back to the mental health episodes, um, I learned so much about these conditions. I mean, I had never heard about, um, about dermatillomania. I had never heard of that word before. I had never even known of the misconception that some people link depression with laziness. It was such a learning experience for me. And to even hear that some of my close friends that I had known for years were struggling with these issues that I had never heard of. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was such an invaluable experience just as a journalist and audio producer. And then to share that journey, share those voices with the community was honestly one of the best things I feel like I could have done with my time during the pandemic. Yeah. 
And what was the what's the what, what was the response like to your show? So the show is called uh, sorry, Youth Voices. So uh, you know who, who do you have a sense of who your audience was for these episodes that you produced and hosted? And you know, did you get feedback from them? And what what was the response like? Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm definitely active on social media. So along with just sharing all of my podcasts, all my radio pieces on uh, my social media, um, I do get feedback just from community members. I actually remember, um, you know, for the mental health episodes, not only did all my interviewers or interviewers greatly appreciate um, hearing their voice and stories on the air. But hearing from their parents, um, I had, um, it was actually funny because um, after those two episodes about mental health aired, um, I subsequently got a job working at one of our local elementary schools as a one-to-one -one aide with a student with autism, which that in itself was also one of the best experiences um, professional experiences of, my, of my, my life, to be sure. Um, but I was, you know, getting to know my team, you know, my fellow co-workers. Um, and what do you know, one of my, um, my co-workers happened to be the mother of one of my interviewees. And I'm like, what a small wow. world. And I had never met her before. And, you know, I was talking about, you know, hey, my, my, my radio episode about mental health just aired. And she was like, yeah, I know. I listened to it with my daughter who you interviewed. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so, yeah, like it's, you know, I, my mom always says it's better to be a big fish in a small pond. And I definitely feel that way in Ithaca where people are listening. And on top of that, I've also just gotten emails from community members um, that I've never met before saying, you know, I, thank you for, you know, being in this position and using your platform to tackle the serious issue. So I've gotten feedback from teachers, from community members, parents, um, and fellow students, which I think is, is most valuable. Yeah. There's, I'm sure there's people here right now listening who want to find this episode, these episodes, <laughs> where can they find them? Yeah, so, you know, I, being, uh, so I, I have had the enormous privilege of kind of having my foot in the door, my foot in the door of two major Ithaca news outlets, WRFI Community Radio and the Ithaca Voice. Um, because I provided sort of a youth perspective to both outlets, um, they were both open and willing to, um, to basically publish each of my episodes on their website. So along with it airing on the radio, each of my episodes can also be found on wrfi.org and the Ithaca Voices website, theithacavoice.com. So if you just Google like youth voices, um, Ithaca Voice or WRFI, um, you should be able to access each of my five episodes. Great, great. So if you've just tuned in, we're talking with JT Stone, who is a freshman here at the University of Albany, majoring in journalism, minoring in communication and leadership and uh, had his own um, podcast and radio program entitled Youth Voices in Ithaca. So JT, what's your experience been like here in Albany and particularly at the University of Albany? I know you're new to the, UI, the UA community, but I would love to hear what it's been like so far. Yeah, you know, I, I am new, but you know, and I don't mean this, uh, I don't want to sound like 
too generic, but it really does feel like a second home already. And I'm very, very thankful for that. You know, at first, I, I, I will say I did feel a bit homesick, um, you know, leaving Ithaca, I, Ithaca because I, I am so close and still am um, with my parents, with my family and community. And so, um, but I have been so lucky here at UAlbany. Um, I'm part of the living learning community um, mm. for community service. And so I really feel like I helped set myself up for success. Um, um, being on a floor with other like-minded, compassionate, and passionate people, you know, as it relates to service and just kind of being a good person in this world, I feel. And so, you know, socially, um, I'm doing great. And even academically, I'm enjoying all my classes, um, you know, being a journalism major, um, I'm also part of the Honors College, um, and I'm really enjoying taking my honors courses and really kind of changing challenging myself academically, but also balancing my academics and social life. Um, it's funny because one thing, you know, I, I've had so many new experiences here at college, and one that I think makes me unique is I've been watching Star Wars for my first time. Before the semester, I'd never seen a Star Wars movie. I don't know why, <laughs> but a lot of my friends grew up on it, and so they viewed it as their obligation to watch Star Wars with me, and so, you know, it's like every night now, we've been having a Star Wars movie night with popcorn, with food, um, where they're answering my questions, and it's been such a heartwarming experience for me um and so like that's just one example of how welcomed i feel so yeah i'm i i feel i i do feel like a great dean at this point well, I feel like this like is going to be a new uh, a new article coming out you know your experience with star wars as a college freshman <laughs> maybe maybe yeah and i would love you know it's interesting jt just hearing you talk about your experience as a freshman and sort of um joining the UAlbany community, um, it, it, it'd be really great if some high school students heard this, this episode of our show and, you know, became interested in journalism and became interested in the University of Albany. And it, it just strikes me as you're, at the, you're in your first year, finishing up your first year, and you've got at least three more years, if not more, uh, in graduate school, if you end up taking that path. Um, here at Albany, and uh, you know, it seems like you're on the path towards some really great things and uh, potential leadership in this area. So, it'd be really nice to get some younger folks interested too. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I'm, you know, as I said, I started in journalism, kind of as the gossip kid and I still do <laughs> I mean some people still call me a walking advertisement for things I'm a part of so I definitely tell people about cool clubs or programs I'm a part of um and yeah no I, I'll definitely tell them to listen to the awesome social workers podcast and, oh, thank you speaking of I was just gonna say you, you know have you you mentioned clubs have you thought about getting involved with WCDB which is, uh, of course, for listeners, if you're tuning in, it is our uh, campus radio station here at the University of Albany that we're very proud of. Um, it is, it's been going for a long, long time. It's a, you know, a pillar, I think, of the radio universe here in Albany, New York. And obviously we reach listeners around the globe through the internet because we stream live. But most importantly, it is run by students at the University of Albany and mostly staffed by students and occasional faculty members like myself um, and uh, staff members like Alyssa 
but and and some alum in some cases and we do even have a few community members who are djs who are really important to our radio family but uh there's lots of opportunities to get involved in radio directly through wcdb if you're interested yeah you know, right in the spot i know <laughs> You know, it, it's funny you bring that up because that is exactly what I've been thinking about ever since the semester started. Um, you know, I, as a journalist, and I've talked to, to fellow journalists uh, who feel this way too, you feel anxious when you're not doing work in journalism. Like, I feel like I'm just sitting around, like if I'm not interviewing someone and producing content, I feel like I'm wasting my time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I try not to be so, so harsh and critical, but I do feel that sense of urgency. Like I want to get back in the journalism scene. And, you know, now that I'm not in Ithaca, now that I'm in Albany and I'm more well in tune with Albany news outlets, like I'm now following, um, um, you know, like campus campus outlets like WCDB um, and the Albany Student Press, as well as more Albany-oriented um, outlets like the Albany Times Union, WAMC Radio, now Civmix. Um, and so I, I always view following your local news as a pillar of your connection to your community. And that doesn't stop here just because I'm a freshman. Um, I am actually in talks with WCDB leadership, notably um, Mason Webster, the new new oh, um, director of the station about launching my own podcast or my own radio program with the station uh, that I kind of envision as the next step from Youth Voices, where it's kind of a similar concept. It'll be an interview-based show, um, but one where I interview members of the Albany community, um, faculty and students alike, where it's the same concept um, and mission of highlighting unique stories. Mm. Um, one idea that I'd love to flesh out would be moderating a discussion with a group of, say, first-generation college students what are your backgrounds? What are your stories? What are your aspirations for the future? And they're really getting a feel for kind of that sector of UAlbany life. Another kind of series within the show that I'd, I'd love to flesh out would be interviewing faculty members, maybe such as yourselves, about what is your field? Like, why should someone study to be a social worker? Mm -hmm. Why should someone study Jewish history? Why should someone, you know, go into biology? Because I know as a student, that is a perspective that I would really find valuable. And it's funny because I almost view it selfishly, like I want to know these stories and producing this show would give me an excuse to talk to people that I wouldn't talk to otherwise. And in the process, it also could serve as a great resource for the community. Mm. So don't worry, my I definitely plan to lend my journalistic um, capabilities and passions as a student here at UAlbany with, with the station. Great. I'm so excited to hear that. I'm also the faculty club advisor for the station. So I had to I had to put in that little plug for the station as part of my duty as club advisor to help recruit uh, promising new students to the station. So I'm pleased to hear that. And we need to interview more freshmen. This, this is like pretty exciting. <laughs> I was going to ask you about your goals, JT, but you pretty much uh, summed up your goals for uh, some of your goals, at least for UAlbany right now. Uh, that's a, a big list, but seeing what you already had have done in high school, uh, I think you'll be able to handle it all. <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you. You know, I I, got to be honest, in high school, I wasn't the best in terms of time management. Um, I I, I still, my grades were good. My my grades were were well well above passing, but still not quite what I hoped they were. Um, I definitely chose extracurriculars over academics in high school, which to some degree, I, I shouldn't have done. I, I was not, I, I overbooked myself. Um, definitely a lot of late nights. And in, high, in college, I'm proud that I'm bec- I've become better able um, at managing my time. Uh, like I would have chosen, say, in Ithaca to cover protest uh, for the Ithaca Voice opposed mm-hmm. to finishing a paper. Um, it, and it's funny, although it, it did help build my repertoire as a reporter, um, maybe I should have taken the time to, to finish that, that one assignment. And so in college, I, I'm not overbooking myself. I've chosen to do, you know, focus on academics and maybe one or two other extracurriculars outside yeah. of, you know, the radio program, um, which includes, you know, leadership positions with my LLC, um, joining some other clubs, um, like I'm a member of Hillel, um, our mm-hmm. Jewish student organization, but I'm now able to say, you know, I, I'm able to be more conservative with my time and really put my mental health and my needs first, which wasn't something high school me was good at. Yeah, it's all about balance and balance is not, it's, you know, it's not always um, clear at the time how to find that balance, but it seems like you're, you're uh, figuring that out. Thank you. Yeah, and it's, it's not easy. I know it took a lot of of uh, a lot of reflection about, you know, what are my big goals? Is it having the most extensive, glamorous resume that I'm part of all these honors organizations? Or is it actually doing work in radio journalism, actually interviewing people and learning stories that will help enrich my life? So for me, it's a lot about knowing yourself and what you want out of life. Great. So what kind of advice would you give, you know, I mentioned youth and high school students potentially listening to this, um, if they did, and, and hopefully, you know, we can find a way to maybe advertise a little bit with that market. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give to youth today or high school students that might be interested in podcasts or radio or even journalism, um, you know, that are kind of interested in maybe following in your path? Well, I like to say that my general life motto is the world has no intrinsic meaning. So it's our job to come up with the meaning that's meaningful for us. And for me, that was journalism. It was learning people's stories and doing what I could to highlight that. And so what I would say is that, you know, anyone can be a journalist. You know, you don't have to have an expensive camera. You don't have to be a good writer. All you have to do to be a journalist in my mind is be a good listener and be genuinely curious about other people's stories. You guys, to me, are doing work of journalists, of interviewing people and highlighting stories. And to me, like, I feel like people can have such a narrow definition of what journalism is and that, you know, you have to, you know, have your recorder ready, have to be jotting notes. That is a form of journalism. But for me, at its core, it's storytelling. Journalism Mm -hmm. is storytelling. And for me, um, there are so many different outlets and ways in which you can do that. You know, uh, my mom says that everyone nowadays as a podcast. And I think that's right. And I I think it's funny because we were talking earlier about how people say that radio is dying. And I think it's fair to say that 
although radio is dying, everyone has a podcast. Right. So it's like, you know, for better or worse, there are more things to listen to. There are more ways to get your voice heard and others, other voices heard. And so I would just say that, you know, be more inquirous, you know, try to have um, a natural curiosity for your world and do whatever you can to learn more about your world. Be a more informed citizen. Um, you know, not only can it help, frankly, our democracy, but it can help you as a person feel more empowered to make change. I really like how you said that. And I think that is advice that I could have used as a freshman because as a freshman, I was interested in journalism too. And I took journalism 101. I went to the first class and I got so intimidated because everyone seemed to have this background that I dropped the class and I took more of my psychology and sociology. And I'm like, I'm more comfortable over there because I had a little bit more of a background. I had done a lot of my high school experiences in a school setting or working with kids and understanding like, you know, the, those mental health pieces but I did journalism sort of on my own, but I got intimidated. So I like how you said that is sort of just, you don't have to know everything about journalism. You don't have to be the best writer right away, but you have to have that passion and that drive and that ability to listen and want to be able to amplify other people's stories. So I think that's really important. And like I said, that's advice that I could have used as a freshman. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm so happy that, that you said that, Alyssa. I mean, you know, every profession, I feel like the, the goal of the profession and the kind of fundamental factors anyone can do. And then, you know, if, if you share those fundamental concerns and, and passions, then you build up to it. It's like, you know, as a social worker, not everyone instantly, you know, knows how to talk to people about issues of mental health. Like nobody knows how to be a skilled mental, uh, a skilled mental health worker or a skilled social worker until actually going through training, having job experiences. And I think having kind of a more formal education, I feel. And I think it's the same with journalism where, you know, you just have to start out with wanting to learn, wanting mm -hmm. to make that kind of a change. And then like anything else, you learn how to do that. And so, and, and, and I think you're right in that, you know, journalism, can be intimidating you know you may feel like you have to be the best writer the most inquirous question asker uh you know the the most kind of professional um maybe even snooty um figure and it's like that that couldn't be farther from the case and you know i i know that people criticize you know the internet and social media for kind of the prevalence of, um, you know, kind of how easy it is to get voices that maybe shouldn't be aired out, aired out. Um, but I think on the other hand too, it kind of makes journalism accessible for anyone. It does. It does. And look, it, it, it wasn't, a, I wasn't a lost cause with that. I am still writing now. It took me 20 <laughs> years later, but you actually read some of my articles that I wrote. So I, uh, I didn't, I didn't give up on it. I actually came back and, and tried the journalism thing again after dropping journalism 101 uh, <laughs> at, at UAlbany. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting, JT, hearing you talk and like, you know, um, it's been a fascinating conversation, um, very inspiring, but it also uh, highlights to me some of the potential intersections between journalism and social work. So here on the social workers, I think you're right that Alyssa and I do sort of dabble in some quasi journalism. We're both social workers by training and that's our, you know, sort of first and foremost passion, I think. Um, but it makes me wonder, 
you know, just thinking aloud here, maybe as a faculty member, if I could put the hat, put that hat on for a second, if there are some opportunities for some projects, collaborative projects between journalism and social work, and maybe getting some students that are interested in both to think about uh, potential projects that that touch on both of those uh, areas, both of those disciplines. So maybe you and I should talk further, and Alyssa um, can join us, you know, to talk about that sort of intersection, potential intersection between journalism and social work. I think that would be absolutely incredible. I, I love that the podcast alone has having students on. Um, uh, I believe students can come on the show for credit, right? Mm -hmm. I think that in itself is an incredible way to get students in the realm of social work into a more kind of, as I view a journalistic setting, like, you know, radio and kind of a more interview-based show. So I think that is one thing that's awesome. And I, I love that idea of connecting and branching together different fields. I know when I was producing the two mental health episodes, I viewed it as a journalistic endeavor. Like I viewed it as a passion project as a reporter, but while doing so in my mind, I was also thinking this, this crosses lines. Mm -hmm. Like this transcends just journalism. This is about who we are as people. This could be used by social workers. This could be used actually in terms of feedback. I got an email from a lo local therapist saying, I'm going to share this with, with my patients. You know, I'm going to share this with my coworkers. And so that was sort of a wake up thing for me. It's like, oh my God, this isn't just within my lane. This yeah. permeates you know, so many different things. And I think that there are projects to look into. I mean, even if like we could bring students together and choose a cause, you know, whether it be mental illness or yeah. food insecurity or, or, or like any issue impacting our population and do a project to raise awareness, you yeah. know, that could be seen as journalistic. I think there's a lot we can do with that. I'm hearing that that you are a uh, a social worker at heart, whether you realize it or not. <laughs> that that there's some there's some uh, th things in social work that speak to you, and and certainly your attention to social justice and equity and uh, you know subjects that matter out there in the community, um, and that journalism can be you know a really really fruitful avenue to uh, explore those topics. Yeah. And I think any type of collaboration would be great. Even today, we had interviewed uh, two different students this morning who are social work students who part of their assignment was to come on our radio show mm -hmm. and create their own podcast to get experience with media skills. But social workers need to be able to know how to get their message out in a clear, concise, engaging way and how to share it with the general public. Because you know we always say the public is the client. So I think any type of collaboration where social work st students and journalism students and other majors can come together and realize how to use these skills that each of you have and come together to enhance their own type of toolbox, their own toolkit. So when they go out into the professional world, they have different skills. They know how to get their message out like a journalist. They know those social work skills of how to listen and about different topics and advocacy. So I think this is a really 
a, a really great thing. And again, I'm really excited that you're only a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe, you know, if you're listening to this episode of The Social Workers, you can mark this down in your record books because maybe we've, um, this will be the place where, you know, a new um, collaborative endeavor between these two schools has started here at the, at the University of Albany. So, so we'll see what happens there. Um, you've been listening to The Social Workers again on WCDB Albany. I'm Eric Hardiman, and I've been here with my co-host, uh, Alyssa Lotmore, and we've been talking with J.T. Stone, who is a freshman here at the University of Albany, about his endeavors in podcasting and journalism. Uh, J.T., it's been really uh, wonderful having you on the show. Thanks for being our guest. Of course. I just got to say, say thank you guys so much just for having me. Of course. Yeah. And if, if, if folks want to, you know, you mentioned this earlier in the episode, but if folks want to reach out, you mentioned folks trying to find the episodes of Youth Voices, but if folks want to reach out to you, uh, is there a way to find you? And I don't know if that's social media or email or, you know, if, if folks are listening and really want to extend some of these conversations. Yeah, a hundred percent. As I said, I'm active on social media. Um, my Twitter handle is Joshua underscore JT underscore Stone. Um, you should be able to find me there as well as Instagram. If you're on Instagram, um, my Instagram handle is Joshua um, dot J dot T Stone. Um, and as well as that, um, feel free to reach out to me via my UAlbany email, um, J. Oh, geez. <laughs> jstone at albany.edu. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Alyssa? Thank, no, thank you so much, JT. Like I said, when I met you at that open house, the amount of excitement that you had for not only the journalism field, but just the ability to get a message out there about topics that were important, like mental health, social justice, all of these things that people want to hear about. And you have the tools and the skills to be able to get those messages out there and your level of excitement and passion. I could tell from talking to you for 10 minutes. And I'm really excited that you are going to be entering the field, well, in three years, but still having this time here at UAlbany and then being able to enter the field and be able to have all of these ideas and make something happen. Get, the, get that message out there to a larger audience. I'm really, really excited. Thank you so much. I, I'm just as excited. You know, I, I, as I said earlier, if I'm not doing work in journalism, if I'm not using the platforms I have to create positive change, what am I doing, you know? <laughs> it's a good question, yeah. So thanks again, JT. And thank you for listening to The Social Workers on WCDB Albany.